Coming up is some important information from Mullane and Lindsay solicitors of 191 Mile Street Tea Gardens. Phone 49287300. Welcome. Today I am talking with Alexander G from Mullane and Lindsay solicitors, Newcastle and Tea Gardens. Hi, Alexander. Thank you for taking my call today. Hi, Annie. Thanks. It's good to be talking with you. Our topic of discussion is how does the Family Law Act deal with pets after a separation? Can you please tell me, Alexander, how are pets treated in the family law context? Well, it's actually really interesting because people often have really strong views about the family pets. They're often treated more like family members than anything else. But the reality is, and I know this may upset some pet owners, but pets don't fall into the legal definition of a child. And there's no specific rules relating to pet ownership under the Family Law Act. So if there is a dispute about who gets to keep the family dog, they're essentially going to be treated by the court as property, and so any other household item. So how does a court decide who gets the family pet? Well, if there is a dispute, and again, you can agree otherwise, but if there is a dispute, you go through the usual property settlement pathway. So specifically in relation to a pet, you'd be looking at who owns the pet, that is, who's it registered to, when did they buy it, and what is it worth today? So oftentimes it's difficult to put a value on pets, and in this case, the value could be either the fair market value at the time you're going to into a property settlement, or it could be an amount agreed between the couple. We also have pets that have a higher value because they generate income or because they may be famous. So, for example, there was a recent case involving an Instagram-famous cavoodle. So if the pet's worth more, the monetary value may be considered by the court as an asset when determining how all of the property of the relationship should be divided. You then need to consider the contributions of each party to the relationship. As part of this, you could look at who bought the pet and how much they paid. And there may be a pretty substantial difference between, say, your everyday family pet and a working or designer dog that someone has spent thousands of dollars on. You could also look at who paid the expenses for the pet, so who met the cost of food and vet bills and things like that during the course of the relationship. So is it only a question of who paid for the pet or are there other things that need to be considered? Definitely. So it's not just the financial aspect you need to consider. It's also important to look at who was caring for the pet. Potentially, even to some extent, you consider the emotional attachment of each person to the pet. And this is particularly important if you're looking at involving parenting matters as well. And your children have developed a strong emotional attachment to the pet. There's been a few cases that have essentially allowed the pet to continue living with the person who has care of the children because of that emotional attachment. Although it's definitely not a strict rule and each of these cases will, will be different. Is there any way people can protect their pet in the event of a separation? I think the most important thing people can do is probably keep good records about the things we've spoken about. So records on who's meeting the cost of the pet, who paid for it, making sure that that pet is registered in your name well before separation. If the pet was given to you by your partner as a gift, for example, then you try and keep notes or some sort of record in relation to that. But at the end of the day, if there's a real dispute about who's going to keep the family pet, the best thing you can do is probably get some legal advice about your rights. Can the court make people share the family pet? The short answer is no, and that's because, again, pets aren't treated as children or family members. If the court in the future took the view that pets would be treated as similar to children, they could consider things such as what's in the best interest of the pet, and they could make orders about who the pet lives with and who it spends time with. As it stands, though, the court currently only has the power to make orders as to who owns the pet, and this will usually determine who the pet lives with. Do you think this will ever change and pets will be treated like as family members instead of just property? I think there's a pretty uh, significant push, particularly internationally, for pets to be recognised as more than just property. Earlier this year, there was laws in Spain that recognised pets as sentient beings and said that they should be treated as legal family members. And I know there are similar rules in both France and Portugal, so the answer is maybe. It could change in the future, but right now in Australia, we're just not quite there yet.
Well, thank you very much for your time today, Alexander. It is so important to care for our fur babies. They're so vital in our lives. And thanks also to Malane and Lindsay Newcastle and Tea Gardens. Malane and Lindsay are proud sponsors of Mild Coast Radio.